What's up, everybody? Welcome to this week's episode of Bleacher Banter, presented by Bleacher Fan Sports. You got Jones and Sully in the house, ready to talk a whole bunch of NFL and the MLB playoff races heating up. Um, but let's get into it with uh, looking back at week two a little bit. A uh, lot of injuries, a lot of injuries, a lot of injury carts coming out on the field last week. Uh, was it four or five quarterbacks got hurt? Uh, a couple of playmaker, you know, wide receiver Jarvis Landry's out for a while. Uh, Deontay Johnson got hurt. He's week to week. Uh, but quarterbacks, Tyrod Taylor's out for, I think he went on IR, so he's out three weeks. Um, who else? Wentz got hurt. Carson sprained both ankles. Yeah, so he's out at least this week, I'm assuming. Uh, who else? I think the last, I didn't hear today, but I'm pretty sure they didn't rule him out, but I can't imagine him playing with two sprained ankles. Yeah, I mean, he's fragile as fuck. Why would you not rule him out? I mean, I guess because yeah. you have Jacob Eason behind him, but yeah, and then you have Baker Mayfield who oh Tua came Tua, out. Tua went down with the broken rib. Tua with the rib. Jacoby Brissett coming in. He's gonna be play. He's starting at least this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Andy Dalton, Justin Fields time, officially. Matt Nagy named him the starter this week. Yeah. So I mean, that's those are some significant injuries. You know, those are like. Yeah, landscape changing injuries potentially, uh, especially for a team like the Colts. Who I mean, that division is pretty wide open. You know, with Houston doesn't look like the most incompetent team. Indianapolis has it's the worst exactly division looked, I've ever seen. Yeah, they haven't it's exactly like looked fantastic, East. and it's, neither is Tennessee. NFC East bad. It's NFC East bad from last year, I'd say. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, that, I that you could very well Texans win that division with bad. six, seven wins. The Texans are going to be really bad. I know they look somewhat competent, but now they're without Tyrod Taylor. Oh, t- I mean, and now Davis you know, Mills the Jaguars looked, looked like he never even played in high school, let alone college. Yeah, <laughs> and then you have the um, the Jaguars are they will be lucky if they win three games, and then the Titans and Colts don't look good either. Neither of them look very good. The Colts, I mean, the Titans did come back, but um, they really don't have a defense and. Um, yeah, that that division's bad, real bad. It's really crazy how how terrible that division. I mean, they they just shaping up to be one of the worst ever. Remember the NFC West when they won? They like back when they. I think that was, was the Seattle first team, seven. Yeah, seven and nine. That was like was that the first time ever? Or one of the first times ever. That, that yeah, it was happened. the Marshawn run against against the Saints. Yeah, yep. Um, what do we think about? Let's talk a little bit about the rookie quarterbacks. Obviously, we had. Uh, what's his name? Zach Wilson struggled big time in the first half. Uh, I mean, like half his interceptions were not really even to like people. Um, I mean, yeah. you know, if 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 Sam Donald saw ghosts, he saw ghosts, goblins, ghouls. He saw everything. He saw he saw Jesus. He saw Satan. He saw the sign. He saw it all. Everything under the sun. All. Everything under the sun. Everything yeah, I mean, under the sun. He saw. You see that that viral video of that like twelve year old breaking down the interception on on TikTok? I didn't or see it. Instagram. I he, didn't. I didn't see it. I mean, if you look at like, it's funny because he's like you know like clearly like a, an adolescent kid you know probably between the age of ten and fourteen, and uh, he's just like has a screenshot of the video of the the pick that like got tipped in the air, and it's just like every every single Jets player involved in the play is doing like the worst thing possible they can do like two two offensive linemen are just standing there 
blocking no one, like facing away from the play, blocking no one, no one <laughs> near them. Another guy's blocking a Jets player. Another guy's like getting pancaked. Another guy is like blocking someone after a guy blew by, blocking no one after a guy blew by him. And the two receivers have like zero inches of separation. And it's just like a funny screenshot. He's just like goes player by player and is like, yep, this, 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 this. And then he presses play and Wilson just throws a pick to Corey Davis. double. Yeah, cover. throws a duck. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think I think the Jets, you know, after losing Becton and we lost, um, you know, Lawson, um, you know, those are two of our best players on our team. Uh, I think we're looking at a three to four win year for the Jets right now. Um, I think Wilson is going to have some really good games. I do think that when we got Crowder back and um, some and the goal line is going to get more cohesive and Becton will come back. But yeah, I mean, I, I, the game it was terrible, but I also think like people are like, you know, calling him a bust. That's pretty ridiculous. Uh, week one, he played fairly well um, against a good defense in Carolina. So it seems, but the thing is for me, I'm not going to make an excuse. Like it was real bad, bad, than, worse than anyone would think, but it is Bill Belichick against a rookie quarterback. And that is a nightmare. That is an absolute nightmare. He's made Josh Allen look stupid. He's made Tua. He makes he makes everyone look beyond stupid and incompetent. Um, and when it comes to rookies, Darnold, he he's done it to everyone. So I'm not I'm not going to overreact to it. If he does it again this week, I don't think he's going to play well against Denver. But if he does it again, if he throws four picks picks next week, and then you know, uh, yeah, I think that's really something to be very worried wor- worrisome about. But uh, now we'll see how, you know, the offensive coordinator is, how solid is getting the team together. Um, really not even caring about winning games. Just want to be competitive. Want to have uh, the imprint of Sala on the team. We want to be playing hard. Um, we want to see the O-line and Wilson make improvements, really. Um, this is a two, three, four-year build, rebuild. Um, yeah. It's not a quick fix. All you, so all you I'm really not... are hoping for is to see tangible signs of improvement. Yeah. And uh, that's so where I'm not I'm not overly concerned. People are like, you're not I'm like, I am concerned, but I don't think he's a bust after one game against one of the best coaches of all time. I don't think he's a bust. I mean, you want to call him a bust? Maybe you'll be right. I don't know. Who knows? You could be right. But uh, I think that's that's a little early for me off of one game. After the first game, he threw for 250 yards, two touchdowns and a pick. I know it was his stats could have been a little misleading because they're better towards the end of the Carolina game. But you know, I, I'm just I'm trying not to overreact right now to to anything. There's going to be very inconsistent performances for Zach. I think. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, I guess what what do we think about Fields? He wasn't exactly he wasn't exactly enamored by what he did. Uh, he looked in, bad. He looked in, bad. Yeah, I mean he he did have uh, Allen Robinson drop a 50 yard touchdown bomb, but. You know, his numbers would have looked a little bit. He would add 120 yards with one touchdown and one pick as opposed to 68 yards and a pick, you know. But yeah, I I think that he's just not. I don't really think Fields is too ready. Um, I didn't think he was ready coming out of college. Um, I'm not a quarterback expert. I'm not a guru on quarterbacks. I mean, I don't know who was right on Lamar. You know, a lot of people thought. Allen be a bust. People thought Darnold would be great. Quarterbacks are so hard. Let me preface it with that. But he really locked onto his first read a lot at Ohio State, a lot. And maybe he got better at that. But still, it's not something that improves. That it's not something that drastically gets better in four or five months in the yeah, NFL. It doesn't improve and, overnight, and, especially with like you know, no real you can, NFL action. You know, like I feel like yes. that's something you need reps in game to improve. Yeah. 
for sure. So I think he's going to struggle. Um, you know, he's going against Cleveland, which is a decent defense. Um, he could play well. He very well could play well this week because they don't have a lot of tape on him. But I think overall, I don't, you know, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be tough. I think it's it's going to be tough because I think Andy Dalton is a uh, more accurate. I think Andy Dalton's a better quarterback right now in the passing sense. I do think he's better, but Fields does give obviously that dynamic running um, ability, which could which which could we saw what it did with Hertz. Right? It did you know so much like Hertz. Uh, Hertz it ignited them against some wins against the Saints and such. Um, they beat obviously good teams. So. You know, yeah, it can I mean, definitely he, you can you can win multiple ways now. You you kind of hope that his rushing will be a crutch if he struggles passing, rather than yeah, you know, uh, something he Running needs to rely life. on. You know, like Lamar, yeah, or um, her, or Jalen, yeah. But yeah, my but, expectations aren't too high, though. My expectations are. I mean, if you're like an Allen Robinson or like a Chicago passing uh, owner, like you're like, yeah, anything's better than what they've been doing. So yeah. sure, like I mean, they like Al Robinson, Mooney, like you know, Kemet, like they none of them, no one's really done anything overall. So it's like, yeah, yeah I mean, sure. if Robinson like, didn't yeah, have a Rose touchdown Fields last did. week, he would have had another dud week. I mean, I think he had like three catches for thirty-eight yards and a touchdown. So he like salvaged his. Yeah, week. he got he bailed out on the touchdown. Decent, you know, he, he probably was proje- yeah. got around his projection, you know, twelve points or whatever. Another thing is. And and I don't think any Dalton's great. He's a bottom five quarterback. He is competent though. He did okay with Dallas last year. He got the receivers the ball. But after game one, people were calling for Fields. I I just hate it. Like they gave up a one of the wide, most wide open touchdowns to Van Jefferson in the last three years. Like he was like twenty yards of separation against the nearest defender. Like you're not beating anyone giving up thirty five yeah. points and giving up wide. Like I don't care who the quarterback is. You're not. So that's where it's like it's like it's like a cop out. Um, and we know that Dave was going to come, obviously, with Fields. Um, hopefully, hopefully he does well. Um, but I think he's going to struggle this year. I do. But he's got some weapons. He's got some weapons. So maybe he'll have some bright spots still. He does have some weapons. I mean, that's their offensive line is a question. So he might not have a choice. Yes. Being on the, his on the run. Yeah. You know, he might be but forced Robinson, to be on the run Mooney, a lot. Komet, Robinson, Mooney, Komet, uh, Graham is a backup tight end solid. And then Montgomery, that's that's a solid crew. That's why, you know, exactly. I, and they should probably find way, you know, try and have him focus it on getting the ball to commit Montgomery and Robinson, you know, target those guys. Yeah. Don't, yeah. don't try and get cute, you know, get short, short passes to your tight end and running back and try and target Robinson whenever you can. You know, Robinson's the type of guy that you, yeah. we're going to throw you the ball, go fucking get it. And he goes and gets it, you know, he's yeah, a true one. He is. So yeah, he is. They need to—I think that's the game plan I take, but, I mean, it's not like Matt Nagy's been awarded for his play calling anytime recently. No, he hasn't. Um, at a week—anything else crazy happen in week two? Oh, the, the Ch- Monday night game was insane. Or Sunday night game, sorry. Chiefs-Ravens. Chiefs, was that a best bet for us in our pool? It was, right? I believe so, yeah. Ravens, yeah. Oh, yeah, Ravens. Big, it was a big easy trap money game on the on Ravens. The big, big trap, trap game. game on the Chiefs. Ravens look terrible. We got Patty Mahomes minus three and a half, but and it looked bad early. It did, but everyone on the Chiefs, seventy-four percent of the money or so. Um, Lamar throwing picks early looks terrible, and just as the Ravens do, they make some good defensive plays. Lamar, their offense, watching it 
they just move it in such an unorthodox way. Oh, here's a handoff for five yards. Here's a quick pass to Sammy Watkins. Here's a Lamar read option for seven. It's just like they move it so well and like consistently, but it's just no one does it the way they do it. Like read options with Lamar, like Lamar was consistently tearing them up for five, six, seven, eight, ten yards. Like he, he had like what, 16 carries for like a hundred something yards. He, he wasn't having 30, 40 yards runs, but he was just picking them apart. And there was another, and the running backs did well too. Williams and Murray, they ran for, they must have ran for over 200 yards easily on them. Easily, well, well over. He had a hundred something. Tyson Williams had over seventy. Murray had over thirty. That's like two, two ten right there, including the other backs. So they really, they really picked. They really just ran. You know that defense looked like Swiss cheese. Um, and we know the Chiefs don't have a good defense, and we always know that those games are close with Ravens and Chiefs. They're always close. Yeah, they <laughs> always are. Uh, yeah, I thought that was. It was such like a predictable trap game because the Chiefs are the Chiefs. The Chiefs are actually like terrible against the spread over the last like year and a half. <coughs> they something were. They insane. Were really, like they, they were really good the year before. They were. I think they went ten and six for eleven and five like the year before last. And they've yeah, been and very they, bad lately. Caught, caught on. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna like look up there against the spread. I think it's it's like noticeably under five hundred the last like year and a half. Last year, I think it was like six and ten ish. I think yeah, it was like it was, six and ten. Exactly, and I think they're zero and two this year. I mean, it's just the thing is, big favorites often you have the squares betting big favorites, and the Chiefs are often a big favorite. So they they of take course, the better yes. team, the better quarterback, and you know, so in theory, it's probably pretty good to 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 fade the Mahomes like teams. They were so they're zero and two this year, and including the playoffs last year, they were eight and eleven against the spread. So that means they are bad. eight and thirteen against the spread in this year and all of twenty twenty. Horrible, absolutely horrible. Yeah, that's below forty percent. Horrible. Yeah. Who'd have thought? You know, betting the probably the second best team, best or second best team over the last two years, is you're hitting it. Betting against just, them, we just, you're hitting we, it over seventy percent. We just fade them every sixty percent. Fade them every game. We just fade them every game. You no, would be if you did that. You would be. You would have over a sixty well, percent winning percentage. True, but if it doesn't matter. That's going to be. We don't know what the future lines are going to be like as well. Exactly. But we don't and know if those, Vegas' yeah. opinion changes every week on a team. You know, but yeah. So still, it's you know that's what it always happens with a team like that when they become like great out of nowhere. You know, like it happened with the Warriors. Yeah. Their ATS went way down when they became like the Dynasty Warriors, you know? Because they were just getting, you yeah. know, playing some shit squad on a Tuesday night against Minnesota and they're fucking minus 22. It's like, okay, well, <laughs> they killed them and won by 19 and didn't cover. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It just always gets inflated because people bet it no matter what. Vegas just rakes, rakes in the cash from it. It does. They do. Um, but yeah, I guess we'll take a little break from football and uh, talk about these MLB playoff races, which are really heating up in both the American and National League. I mean, divisions are pretty much set in the American League. Uh, in the National League, I guess the Dodgers are still in it, and the National League East is kind of up for grabs. Yeah, the, the Central is, is locked there's in. There's a one out behind the Giants. Yeah, so that's still up for grabs. Central's, Central's locked, locked in, in. And then Atlanta's three games ahead of the Phillies. 
Yeah. How, Philly, far, how far out of the Mets now? Like yeah, Phillies. Oh, they're like seven. They Dude, they lose every night. Classic. They're seven. They're seven out of the... And then they're five, eight and a half out of the wild card. Wow, yeah, because the Cardinals... The Cardinals are four up on the wild card, so that's actually pretty much on ice. They're four up on the Phillies. That's with like eleven to go. That's that you. That's actually I, they just went on a run the past week. Um, they have a ninety-four ninety percent chance to make the playoffs. So that's that's pretty much done. So you're really talking about Philly versus Atlanta, and you're talking about San Fran versus the Dodgers for just the positioning of the first wild card or the division winner, which is significant, obviously. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, uh, who do you think comes out in that National League wild card? Who do, who snags that second spot? Oh, it's definitely definitely the Cardinals. The Cardinals are going to keep that four game lead, um, and I think the Dodgers are going to pull ahead of the Giants. I think the Dodgers pull it ahead. I, I really think they're just going to hit another gear. Giants are really good this year, so I think the wild cards are going to be the Giants and the Cardinals, which should be a great game. Then I think the Braves win their division. Uh, the Phillies are just a joke. And I know the Phillies have a few more wins than the Mets. Um, but the Phillies are just, they just keep putting out great team after great team on paper under Gabe Kapler, who's now having success in San Francisco. And now you have Joe Girardi, who I think has been one of, if not the most disappointing managers in baseball with the talent he's had the last two to three years. I don't know. I can't think of it's two or three years he's been with them, but. I don't really think it's acceptable that I don't really think Joe Girardi should be the manager anymore at this point. Um, yeah, they're like you know, the National that, League uh, Angels. They have talent every year, and they're just not good. doesn't make yeah. any sense. I mean, like, obviously, the Angels lost Trout this year, but like they've had the same year the last five years. And Rendon. But, yeah. yeah. Well, also, what does it say about Mike Trout? I don't know if we talked about this, but like, what does it say about Mike Trout that Otani has become the face of baseball, like undisputed face of baseball this year? And Mike Trout's been doing Mike Trout stuff like similar to these numbers, and he's just not like he's just, no one knows about him. You know what I mean? Like, well, I I mean I just think I think I think Otani's the face of the team as well now too. I mean, um, I mean Otani's like bigger, and you know obviously the thing is like Trout doesn't speak a lot, and he doesn't have a lot of commercials, and Otani doesn't really, you know, he's not too fluent with English, and you know, so we don't really get to get those sound bites from him, but. Um, even with that, he's still like the face of baseball, and obviously the pitching with the hitting is remarkable. His size, obviously, his size with his speed, um, you know, it's it just there's some. The, he's got like 25 steals on the year. He's he's built. He's like six four. He's huge. He pitches. He's near. He's a near elite pitcher. I wouldn't call him an elite pitcher yet, but he's very very good as a pitcher. I mean, is he, um, he's a six seven tool player. How do we how do we quali- qualify him I, now? I I don't know. He he's. He has them all. He has all of them. He, he pitches has the whole for power box. and he pitches for ERA. I don't like what is that the seven tools? Uh, I don't know if there's even five tools. I don't think there is a but he's got every tool in the toolkit. He's got every tool. He's got he's got every type of wrench. He's got every every type of screwdriver. He's Bob got the builder. Bob the builder over here. Um but yeah, I I mean I don't know. Trout and Trout's always banged up and injured, and that really never helps his case. And Otani has been too, but Otani's year just really just surplants him as the guy. Yeah. What uh, what, what does this mean for uh, San Diego? Talk about disappointing. I mean, they should have. People talking about people them like running away with the wild the NL West, or at least you know making yeah, a serious no. challenge to the Dodgers, and now they're I know you've, not you've, even going to make the playoffs. Yeah. 
I you know like they have an undeniable talent. I thought they would obviously win the wild card going in. Uh, we didn't think the Giants would be this good. Obviously, I think we all thought they'd be a wild card. But um, I kind of called it a couple weeks ago. I was like, they're not going to make the playoffs in the chat because I saw their they had like the Giants nine times, the Cardinals, the Braves. They had an insane schedule and they already were falling apart, and they really were. And now they're a mess. And you had Tati, Machado yelling at Tatis. Machado's such a piece of shit. I can't stand Machado. Paying someone that much money who doesn't doesn't run out of double plays. Um, I love nearly everything about Tatis. I love how he plays. I love his energy. I love the bat flips. I love what he does for the game. Um, not to mention, remember when that, that thing happened with the... Um, remember when there was like a shooter at, in Washington... National oh yeah, Spark. yeah, yeah. There was a, a he's, active shooter. He's he's he was going out into the stands and saving children, literally saving children, getting children and bringing them into the dugout to safety. Yeah, like, bringing families into the dugout. Bringing like what a guy, what a guy. But he flips the bat and people are pissed. You know, he's got a little Latin flair to him. But like, phenomenal person, amazing for the sport. Uh, I couldn't love Tatis more. Um, so I'm taking Tatis over Machado in that argument. That's that's an issue. That's an issue. Whatever happened there, that's an issue. Those are your two faces right there for the next seven to eight years, and you can't get out of either of them. <laughs> you yeah, have one it was, it was very eight. public too. Like that, people got it was it, bad. People got it on like full sound. You know, there was no debate yeah. in what they said. They we heard the it whole conversation. It, uh, it, it, it was, it was bad. a bad look. A bad look. But then you, I mean, their pitching staff like Darvish. Darvish talk about a uh, sticky guy. I mean, he. Oh yeah. He he's unrecognizable after the sticky stuff ban. Absolutely brutal. And 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 I think they will be okay and they still have talent in the minors. I know they've traded a lot of them away, but they're going to get Mike Clevenger back next year. And Clevenger's a another great really good to great pitcher. He's really good. I think Blake Snell will be better. So I, I think things will be better. Maybe they're not a World Series contender, but I think they sh- fully and surely should be a playoff team next year. Yeah, um, I mean a lot that of the talent been- they've acquired hasn't played up to snuff yeah and and a lot of it is new like like um the guy from frazier uh, is another frazier frazier's a good hitter i know he's a he's a very good hitter um you know so and like snell and all these guys like yeah it'll work eventually i'm not saying it's a world series not saying they can't win a world series at some point in the next 10 years because they have elite talent um and tati should only get better and uh, um their pitching staff could we'll see what happens with darvish but um, they this year they're 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 done though they're screwed and it's it's an absolute terrible collapse they had like a seven game lead on the wild card at one point it's such a collapse um, yeah I wonder if they're I wonder if they'll fire the manager they might I mean they should people have been fired for less people have certainly been fired for less um, yes I guess I mean I guess then now in American League we got the three team the three AL East teams battling it out for the wild card the two wild card spots i should say uh what's the uh, yankee red sox got the lead on the first wild card and then toronto's what a game back of them and the yankees are game and a half back of toronto i believe that's the, the... yankees are now tied with toronto and boston's two up on both of them so if the oh, yankees win okay. tonight they're a half game up toronto lost today okay uh, yeah it's because toronto already played tonight okay so they're they're tied right now, depending on what the Yankees do. Boston, um, so the percentage wise is, is it's like Boston ninety four, Toronto fifty seven, the Yankees forty four. So it's pretty much they're pretty much saying Boston's in, um, yeah. and Toronto and the Yankees are going to be the other wild card. 
Um, and it's it's going to come down to the end of the year. It's really going to come I mean, down to the last series. So, I mean, every team kind of controls its destiny, you know? They all play each other. Or the Yankees play the Red Sox and the Blue Jays. I don't know if the Red Sox play uh, so, the Blue Jays. So the Yankees schedule, so I, I do give the Blue Jays the edge because of their schedule. The Yankees just went through the easiest part of their schedule after tonight. They have three versus the Sox, then three versus the Blue Jays, then three versus the Rays. That's that's brutal. Um, yeah. that's there's, there's no guaranteed wins. This isn't the Rangers. This isn't the Indians. I mean, you look at their last, I mean, look at the games that they had. The Yankees had three against the Orioles. Three against the Indians, and then three against the Rangers. Those are nine. Uh, um, oh, and then before that, they had three against the Twins. Or no, sorry, one against the Twins. So those those last ten games, those were like all those games are winnable. You're not going to win all of them, but they and lost. They go five and five. They I went guess. Um, one and one, <clears throat> two and three. Um, Three and three, three and five. Uh, six and four right. over their last ten. I'm looking at the standings right now. The Yankees are. The Yankees and Blue Jays are both six and four yeah. over their last ten. Boston seven and three over their last ten. Yeah, well the last ten Yeah. Yeah. So Yeah, the last ten obviously includes the two wins against Texas. Yeah, so it's uh they didn't fully take advantage of it and they have a they have a tough Clearly, that's that's a tough schedule. Um, they could easily go five and five down the stretch. Um, yeah, six they and could. Four. I, mean, I, I think could. That, you know my my opinion is, and I'm sure most logical Yankee fans is, listen, if you can't if you can't get up and get wins against these two, especially Boston and Toronto, who you're are literally controlled, you control your own destiny. They control your fate. Those six games. Control your you don't fate. deserve to be there. You don't deserve to be there. One, and even if you did make it, deserve to be there and make it, if you can't, like let's say they were run. already in the playoffs and they went there, you know, like you're gonna lose to someone in the playoffs early anyways if you can't beat these teams. At yeah, this stage, definitely. You know, you're just not definitely. you're not playing well enough right now. And no one's ever questioned the Yankees' talent this year, but when you have as much, all this talent has down years at the same time. It's tough to, you know, you can't do anything. They're not hitting, you know. Um, but yeah, if Agreed. you can't beat, if you can't beat these guys, then what? You got, you got no shot, you know. Yeah, you got no I shot. And what do you think you're gonna? I mean, they've played, they've played Tampa okay this year. They've played Houston and Chicago really well. I think they're five and really one against well. the White Sox and four and two against Houston. Um, they have a losing record versus. Um, both Toronto and the Sox. I think they're yeah, six well, and ten or seven and ten. Toronto, I think they were one up or even, and then they got swept four game swept. So yeah, so they're they're six sweat. and they're I think they're six and ten versus the Toronto. I think they're six and ten or or, or it's something. They're both they're three a few games below five hundred. But against um, each they they de- yeah they definitely I wouldn't say the Yankees it's fully in their control. It is in a sense, but also. They do so. The Blue Jays this is the Blue Jays schedule. It's four against the Twins, who are terrible. Three against the Yankees, and then three against the Orioles. So, if you're the Yankees, you really need to have at least a one game lead going into that Orioles series because. Well, I mean, I, yeah, um, no, I, I'm saying it in their sense. Like, if the Yankees, I'm not saying this is likely or going to happen, but like, if the Yankee, they control in the sense that if you sweep both the the Red Sox and the or uh, the Blue Jays, you're getting in the playoffs in one of the two spots. If you sweep definitely, them. definitely. 
Definitely. You know, and, that, and I, I don't I'm think saying they control it in the way. sense where you win, you don't have to worry about the other team losing. If you win, they yeah. lose, you know? So yeah. you're, you're, every win, you're getting a game in the standings. That's that's right. all I'm yeah. saying. They they not saying it's yeah. likely, but you'd much rather have yeah. that in their situation than not have that. You know, I'd rather yes. be down. Yeah. You know, I'd rather be down two games with three coming up against Boston than down two games with them against nine games against other people. Yeah, definitely. I just think so. Like, I just think the, I think the Rays. I mean, I think the Blue Jays are really going to rip it up as well. Um, in regards of four against Minnesota. I mean, I'd imagine they probably go three and one there, and then the three against the Yankees are very pivotal. Of course, I think it'll probably be two one either way. I don't think either team's sweeping that. Just my opinion. I don't. I don't, yeah. I don't think either team's gonna sweep it. Um, I At guess minimum, it's the Yankees got to go two and one against two and one. Yes, Boston and yes. Toronto. And then while the Yankees play the first place Rays the last three, the Blue Jays play the Orioles the last three, and the Blue Jays have absolutely beat the piss out of the Orioles. The Orioles have horrendous pitching, and no one hits the ball hits a, hits the ball better than Toronto. Um, so I, I think at worst, really, the Yankees have to be tied with them, if not one game ahead, um, going into that final three-game stretch, because I don't think the Yankees are going to sweep the Rays. I don't. I, I, I don't. Again, it's it's. I don't think the Rays are going to lay down against them, too. They're not that type of guy. And even if they, they have other guys in, subs in, they have really good depth pieces. Um, and, you know, I, not saying for sure the Rays, I mean, I don't know what I'm saying. The Blue Jays, Rays and Jays. Is very, the Jays sweep the Orioles, but uh, I think their record versus them is something insane this year. But they're, they're, they're at least going to win two, if not three of those games. You know, it was a good start. The Yankees got two out of three from... Um, the Rangers and they they have to capitalize and win that today. They really do because yeah, tonight's, um, I don't a, see, tonight's a must win. Tonight's a must a win. Must win. Uh, they answered the bell the last two days, but I really do, I don't particularly see many sweeps with these interdivision series. Everyone's fighting. Everyone's at a similar level. Um, I don't see too many sweeps amongst them. I see a lot of two ones really. So um, this is a must game, and they got to put themselves in. That's why kind of like. Even though they're tied, the the Jays have a better chance because of their opponents are are, are garbage right now, and the, and the Yankees just went through their easy schedule, so uh, they definitely need a win today, and then and then you know, and obviously against against Boston, if if like if they got swept by Boston, I don't think that happens. They're pretty much out of it. They're out of it. They'd have to they'd have to sweep Toronto just to have a chance. Yeah, just to, just to have a chance, uh, and I don't think that'll happen. Like I said, but no. Um, it sure it surely is close. It's exciting. Three teams within, and then how, where are the A's? Are the A's in it still? The A's, the A's are, are the still. A's and the Mariners are both two two point five back of Toronto and the Yankees. Oh, okay. So they're kind of they're kind of out of it then. Yeah, they're not out of it, but they're they're presumably on the. We got the Orioles coming up the rear. A comfortable thirty six and a half games out of the wild card. Oh, you love to see that. <laughs> you love to see it. We love to see it. Uh, they're so bad. They're forty-eight and one hundred three. So bad. They might not get it. They might not get fifty wins. They won't. That's tough. Um. All right. Well, let's uh let's hop into our week three picks. Um. I went two and two again last week for the second straight week. So. You're welcome for not losing you much money, the the listeners. Where did I go? Um, I don't have your picks on here. Tommy's got your picks, actually. I don't remember what you had. 
Um, but we can hop into week three picks if you want to go first. Let me let me just get my picks real quick and see. Uh, I picked. Wow, I I did. I went. Um, who did the Broncos play? Uh, fuck. Not. No. No. Not. Oh God damn it! Who did they play? Um, hold on. Did they win? Yes, they won. They won. Um, I don't know why. Why can I not remember this? Uh, Jaguars. 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 Okay. They put. Oh, so I got the underwrite in that. So then, and then I gave two picks that I that I uh, that I I faded myself later in the week. I, I don't know why. I was under duress. I was at a volleyball game. I just kind of sh- just shot him out. I said Saints. I bet against that. I said Rams. I bet against that. I won both those, and then I had the Ravens. So I went two or two officially with, with this. But these picks are gonna be more well thought out. Um, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, and so my my first pick for this week um, is going to be the Vikings plus one and a half against the Seahawks. Um, this is a fade the public. This is Vegas wanting you to take Seattle. Um, I'm all aboard Vikings. I know they're 0-2. I know Kirk Cousins. I know that uh, Seattle's the better team. Uh, Seattle's nowhere as good on the road, though. That's one little nugget. Um, Look, the Vikings are going to win four or five games. They're not going to go. They're not going to keep losing and losing and losing. They are. There's a reason this is one and a half, and it's because this line is too good to be true. Um, So I'm going to take the Vikings there. the second one for me, I'm going to take the Eagles plus three and a half. Um, this is a good rule. Um, if the, In the NFC East games, take the underdog. That's something I'm learning over the past couple years. Take the underdog. Take the dog. I'm going to take the Eagles plus three and a half. Cowboys, they're going to be too high in them after they beat the Chargers. Um, the Cowboys, this is what they do. They take one step back forward, two steps back. They're just a seven and eight, nine win team. They're, they're just, their defense is terrible. Um Eagles are going to bounce back. I don't think the Eagles are great, but no one really in that division is great. So those are two of my games. Um, then the third game is... Uh, I'm going to go with the Redskins plus 7.5. It was a little higher against the Bills. Uh, the Bills, people are high. Obviously, they blew out the Dolphins after a rough week one. Um, you know... For me, this is this is kind of betting on Tyler Heineke. I think Tyler Heineke's fantastic. Um, I know I just said fantastic, but I think he's really good. I think he's really good. Uh, I think, and I'm a huge Fitz fan, but I think he's even better than, way better than Fitz even. Um, I think he's going to be the starter within a couple weeks, even though Fitz is hurt. Um, seven and a half is a lot for the Bills. Uh, the Reds, the I keep saying the Redskins. The the Washington Football Team has a really bad, has a really really good defense that has had a bad start. Um, they should be a top five unit. Seven and a half with a really stud defense to keep you in it. I mean, give me those points and give me Heineke in that defense. Um, I, don't, I don't think the Bills, the Bills are going to be good, but I don't even know if they're going to win the division. I think they're a nine or ten win team, and I think that that Washington covers and possibly could even win the game. I think that's possible. For the over-under, we are going to the... Just 
I'm going to go under in the Bears-Browns game of 45 and a half, okay? My thought process here is that Cleveland is going to be running the ball a lot. I think Chicago has a really good D-line. Um, I think this is going to be a grounded pound game. I think Chicago, I think we're going to have a running clock. I think Chicago is going to be running a lot with Fields, going to be running a lot with Montgomery. I think Chicago wants to shorten the game, and I think that you know, Cleveland's without OBJ, they're without Landry, they're without a lot of pieces. So I think that's another reason why they're really going to want to run the ball. Um, they're going to, a lot of Hunt and Chubb in this game. Um, I so, it. I mean, this could this could be a game where Baker throws it 18, 20 times, and he goes 17 and 20, and they and, and they easily win. But those are mine for the week. I feel very good about them. Uh, okay. What about you? I do like those. Um, I'm going to do a fam- similar Fade the public hard with Lions plus eight and a half. Um, like it. Like it a lot. It's going to be all over the Ravens. Uh, and the Lions, we, they've shown they can score. I mean, they got the piss beat out of them by the Packers, but they well, they put up 27 points or something like that. Um, 17, but they, they had the it was, it was they had the lead at halftime, I believe. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm thinking the week before. They, they put up a uh, good amount against the Niners. Just a lot. Yeah, a lot. Um, so Lions, eight and a half at home. They're in Detroit. Uh, I mm-hmm. think that's just too much. You know, I, they could win by a touchdown, but that covers. You know, so Lions eight and a half. Second one, I agree with you. Rams plus one and a half. Did you take that? You did it right. Oh, I did. I didn't take that. I didn't take that. Okay, so that I'm going all dogs this week. Uh, rare for me, but I'm going all dogs. Yeah. Um, Rams plus one and a half. Yeah, I think everyone's wants the the Bucks. The Bucks are hot. Um, but it's in it's in L.A. Uh, and you know I I think any I, I think any game between them you can call a pick 'em. So if you're giving me a point and a half at home against with this Rams team, especially with the Bucks secondary banged up and the the Rams passing game has looked unreal. So I'll I'll take Antonio that. Brown has COVID too, right? Yes, Antonio Brown is out as well. Uh, although he was pretty much a non-factor last week, I think he had one or two catches um, after his huge week one. Second or third game is Bengals plus four and a half against the Steelers. The Bengals defense is the number seven DVOA defense this year. The seventh best defense in the NFL. Their secondary is really strong. Yeah. And Pittsburgh can't run the ball with your strong secondary. And then you have a a struggling running game in Pittsburgh. I think this is going to be a real close game. Bengals might not win it, but I don't see it. I don't see it being won by either team by more than a field goal. So I love Bengals plus four and a half there. And then I'm going yeah. over, surprisingly, going over in Dolphins Raiders. Derek Carr's, it's over 45. Derek Carr's been fantastic okay. so far, but the Raiders it defense has. has been pretty terrible. And I don't think Jacoby Brissett is going to be that much of a downgrade based on what two has done this year so far. So the Raiders defense, I think they're ranked like 26th or 27th in the league right now, uh, obviously through two weeks, but they're giving up points. Straight up. So, and Brissett is in that like Fitzpatrick, Heineke range where like he's he's competent, you know? Against a bad defense, he can make some plays for sure. Um, mm-hmm. So, you combine that with with uh, the way Derek Carr's been playing. All I got to do is hit over 20, 23 each. I like that. I'll, I'll take that. Uh, so, Dolphins, Raiders over 45, Bengals plus four and a half, Rams plus one and a half, and Lions plus 8.5. Those are my four. Nice. I like those too. I'm I'm on board with all of those this week. Awesome. 
Well, I think that's going to do it for us this week, but um, we both love our picks this week, all, all eight of them, so please tail them, and we are not responsible for any losses, but we are responsible for all wins. So uh, <laughs> make sure you follow us on all the socials. Uh, you know, subscribe to the podcast, uh, Bleacher Fan and Bleacher Fan Sports everywhere. Um, and we will be back next week.